0: Hello and welcome to the Hill Country Business Podcast, where we connect business owners to create a stronger community. Each week, we share stories about real people doing real things in the Texas Hill Country. Thank you for joining us. Today is episode 25, and we're with Dr. Reddy. Born and raised in Texas and got his undergraduate degree at UT Austin. Today, he'll share with us about what we need to know about dental insurance, the newest trends in dentistry, and the special services he provides. So sit back, relax, and don't be nervous. Dr. Reddy just wants to know you and your unique goals.
1: We have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Reddy today. We are so happy to have you here with us to share your story. So why don't we go ahead and get started and give us a little background of how you got into dentistry.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I well, I got into dentistry. Uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do going into <laughs> college. And then I think my junior year, I got my wisdom teeth pulled. I was at UT Austin and I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of interesting. I was thinking about law. I was thinking about actual medicine, being an actual real doctor, not a dentist. <laughs> and then is that not
1: uh, a real doctor I kind of feel like just, it is it is just now
2: it. I mean I, I am <laughs> I am starting to get more into that side of more medical things I think that's where I'm more fascinated about my background yeah honestly I got my wisdom teeth pulled and then I was like hey this seems pretty cool the reasons why I got into it's it like oh I get to work with my hands and obviously we all want to help people just every single business in the world if you're not doing that, you just don't have anything to actually work with because no one's going to work with you if you're not giving them something. Right? In dentistry, it makes sense. I fix pain. I fix holes in teeth.
1: And you make people's smiles beautiful. Exactly. Who who doesn't love that?
2: (laughs) Exactly. So the beauty of dentistry is some of these stuff just don't take that long. Let me also just start with this disclaimer. Nothing I say today, don't go apply this to yourself and go talk to your dentist and say, Dr. Reddy said this. I don't want any other dentist coming to yell at me. So (laughs) For your own personal sake, go see a dentist and get a professional opinion in person. It is a huge disclaimer here, okay? Yeah. Because every dentist learns something completely different. We all look at things differently. I even say, if you're happy with the dentist you currently have, don't see me. Because every dentist you'll see after your initial one will come with something different. So it'll be an expensive decision to move or change dentists. Now, if you're unhappy with your dentists, then maybe you should start shopping around a little bit. All dentists have different styles and teachings, and if that style doesn't match you, then let's reevaluate. And I've had conversations like that with my own patients, like, hey, maybe this isn't what you're looking for, and you can either go see my wife, who's also a dentist, or someone else, and it's fine, because to me, it should be a personal relationship.
1: So what would you say your main goal is for your patients that come to see you?
2: In all honesty, my goal for all my patients is that they're able to take care of themselves on their own. So how do I get you so that your toothbrush and floss is as effective as possible? I don't want to have to see you every two weeks. I want to see you once every four to six months. I don't want you thinking about your teeth every two seconds. So how do we get there? Whether it's, you know, fixing some crowding or getting you a deep cleaning so that your toothbrush and floss becomes effective again.
1: What do you think's unique about your practice when it comes to treating your patients?
2: Whenever I treat a patient, it's not just me. It's usually me taking all the pictures I've taken of you, saying it to about a dozen dentists. I'm part of this international group of dentists through Ripe Global. So let's just say I have a case that's kind of, I have some ideas on it, but want to get a second opinion. My treatment plans are coming from about 40 to 50 people, probably. <laughs>
0: it's kind of like a small mastermind.
2: Yeah, it is. It's exactly, it's exactly like a small mastermind. Interesting. Start with the plan and then make the plan work. It just increases, to be honest, my confidence in my own treatment plans. And when you come back, like, this is what I can potentially offer you.
0: I think it takes a bigger person to say, oh, you know, I'm going to go and check out with other people that yeah. know as much as I do and get their opinion on and- And really, at the end of the day, I want to help the patient. They call it a dental
2: practice. You are practicing constantly.
0: The way we did dentistry 15 to 20
2: years ago is very different than we do now. I hope that in 10 years, I'm doing something a little different than I'm doing now based on the experience that that I've had. Right. Because that means I'm growing. That's what makes it fun for me. So I'm always trying to learn. That's probably one of my favorite things about dentistry. So a big reason why I started the practice is because I get to take it where I want to. It comes with its pluses and minuses because sometimes things, they just, they don't make sense sometimes in the business aspect at this time in my career. Can you share some of
1: those struggles
2: starting a business? So I bet there's a lot of correlation with other businesses. Probably. (laughs) There are tools out there that can provide a better experience for a patient, but they're not exactly cheap. Laser dentistry is a new thing that's coming out. A lot more imaging that I just don't have the ability to afford yet. And I know those tools are out there. However, to really do it, that's when you start getting into the more expensive practices. We can talk about kind of insurance and why dentists sign up for it, why they drop it and what various reasons are. But I think one of the biggest things is just the math isn't making as much sense anymore. I got a report from the ADA recently, our overhead costs just keep increasing. The funniest thing is with insurance, dental insurance doesn't work like medical insurance. Dental insurance is more of a coupon than insurance. And oh, yeah. what I mean by that <laughs> is uh, <laughs> when you think of insurance, it's like you hit a certain point and then you're covered. Dental insurance is the opposite. You are covered up to a certain point. So you have some sort of maximum, about 1500 to 2000
1: Which is nothing when it comes to dental work.
0: But you still have to pay as you go you might still have a, a $300 bill, and then they cover 150 of it. And then before you know it, you're like, oops.
2: Well, so let's just say you have Delta Dental. That doesn't mean anything to me at this point. I saw a great Delta Dental plan. I don't know how they got it, and I asked them, and they don't know how
0: they got it. The grandfathered in.
2: Well, I'll say this. The grandfathered in is very interesting. Dental insurance starting about the 1950s. There was a union in California. I think it was a train union or something and their maximum dental benefit coverage was $1500 to $2000. We are in 2023 right now and I had an insurance I verified yesterday and their maximum coverage was $1000. Right. So, hmm. inflation's kind of a thing. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's getting harder to do the things that I'd like to do for patients under insurance fees at times. Now, If you are relatively healthy and don't need extensive dental work, I would actually say dental insurance is a fantastic option for you because it does cover your cleanings. It does cover your uh, basic restorative and things like that. If you're not needing very extensive dental care, I'm okay with dental insurance personally.
1: That would be someone like me.
0: Oh, yeah. Great for you and Jordan. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah.
1: I think the last time I had a cavity when I was twelve, I'm always in and out and just get my cleaning and then I'm done. And I'm one of those people that don't floss. And but I don't get cavities. And so he looks at me and he's like, I can't believe it. Because he's probably has Oh well, not to air your dirty laundry, but lots of crowns and root canals. Lots of lots of of implants. Right. Yeah. He flosses. He is the A plus patient and he gets cavities.
2: Right. I will say that I haven't seen your mouth. I'm not looking here, but, but there, was a, there was a tribe in Africa. They did this study on them, and they have never been exposed to toothbrush and floss, and they have 32 perfectly erupted teeth in occlusion with no cavities, no nothing. If you're going to eat a bunch of sugar or you smoke, putting a disclaimer out here, if you're going to do that, there is a cost to that. I had ice cream last week. I understand not telling you you can't ever have it. What I am saying, though, is... Can I just say that that's really
1: funny, that you had (laughs) ice cream last week? (laughs)
0: Uh, Usually, I just had ice cream before I got here.
1: (laughs) Yesterday? Okay.
2: (laughs) My mom's never had a cavity, and she's 57, she was not really going to see the dentist regularly. That is not professional advice. I would suggest going to see a dentist every six months. My mom's just very lucky. I think there's correlation with the airway and correlation with our musculature. So things about myofunctional therapy and the balance between our tongues and cheeks that allow some people to clean their teeth on their own without even realizing it. And other people, unfortunately, just don't have that benefit.
1: I never even thought that your tongue can clean your teeth.
2: Right. So oftentimes, large tongue ties and things like that, it's just you're not able to get food off the backs of your teeth. In my head, that makes a lot of sense. If it just stays there forever, then it stays there forever. Right. This is kind of a newer idea in dentistry, but I'm starting to kind of notice my patients with smaller mouths oftentimes just have more dental problems.
1: What do you think are the newest trends in dentistry?
2: The newest thing in dentistry, I think, is airway. Are patients actually breathing properly? There's so many patients where I, I, I just can't see anything. I'm trying to figure out why some of my patients just have zero cavities and never come see me. And then other patients, they see me all the time, and it just seems like whatever I do, I can't get them on the right track. And I think it does start from childhood and just the way we develop. Let's just imagine every single morning you wake up, your mouth's dry. Saliva has a lot of qualities that keep your teeth Protected, it's slightly basic. It gets rid of the acidity in your mouth. It cleans things. If things are wetter, your mouth will get a little cleaner. Hmm. But if you wake up with your mouth every single day and it's super dry, you know, acid will probably get to it a little bit more. Because really, this starts from when they're kiddos. The earlier I can get to you, the usually the more I might be able to do something for you, whether it's to go see the orthodontist or go see an ENT or even like removing tonsils can have huge effects on airway and getting kids to sleep better. Now, I am not an MD, but it just doesn't make sense to me sometimes the way we're treating ADHD and ADD. If you really think about what Adderall and Vyvanse is, it's some sort of stimulant. It's supposed to raise your energy levels. So if we have a kiddo that's bouncing off the walls, some, some of these patients really do need Adderall and Vyvanse. But the idea that we give them a stimulant and they calm down is fascinating to me. If the last time you took your kids out to a vacation. I think it's weird.
0: It's weird, right? You think if you're getting, giving them a stimulant that they'll just go hyper.
2: If you gave me Adderall right now, I wouldn't sleep for a day. (laughs) Like it's just, (laughs) I, I would just be like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. I have a theory on it. Think about the last time you took your kids to Six Flags or, you know, a vacation. They're just super cranky by the end of it. They're exhausted. They go to sleep. Really good night's sleep. They wake up and they're usually fine. Yeah and some of these kids they just can't sleep whether they have really bad allergies or they have a very constricted airway or nose maybe their mouths are so small that it's tougher for these children to sleep yeah bedwetting kind of a similar thing because what it ends up happening is let's just say you're not getting a good night's sleep you're not really breathing and the strongest impulse we will ever have in our lives is we need oxygen We'll sacrifice our teeth for that by grinding our teeth. We will do whatever we can to get oxygen. That is going to be, I think, the number one impulse any of us will have. These children all night that can't sleep, they're just sitting there fighting. What the fight response is in us is something called the sympathetic nervous system. They just elevate their blood pressure and then they wake up exhausted. Now, if you're going to wake up exhausted, yeah, maybe you'll need some Adderall or Vimans to get you back going, but it's just kind of a continuous cycle. I would try so many things before I try a medication personally. And I even treat my patients that way. I'm going to try so many things before I have to do a filling or a cap. If there's another way I can do it, I'm going to try it. My goal for all my exams is that you see what I see. So we're going to take a 3D scan. If there is some dark hole, we can't fix that with fluoride. There's a big dark hole. We have to do something about it. But you're going to see it. That way you'll understand that I'm not here to butcher your tooth. I'm here to help you with something.
1: With so much new technology, what do you see being utilized the most in dentistry?
2: I will say nowadays, the amount of trust that I feel like I can get with a patient is a lot higher now because of the tools I have. One of the things I'm adding is I'm kind of taking myself out of analyzing x-rays. In my career, I'm probably going to look at you know maybe, I don't know, 100,000, 200,000 x-rays. There's artificial intelligence systems now that look at millions. These systems are being developed by a whole group of dentists that look at these stuff. And to be honest, the insurance companies are looking at them too. That's the way they verify whether things are done or not. So if I am not on top of that and kind of realizing that's the trend of dentistry, I feel like I'm falling behind. Because I am still the dentist, but I need to maximize the efficiency so that I can provide a better experience for my patients.
1: I like that element of being able to share that information with patients because it goes back to that old adage, knowledge is power. Yeah. And I think it gives comfort to patients like, oh, yeah, I, I see that black spot. You know, And yeah. they're, they're more agreeable to the treatment plan because they're part of the process.
2: If you don't want to get a big black spot that looks like a cavity filled... I'm okay with that, honestly. My, my goal is that you just know what's going on and know what might eventually happen. Those decisions I can't make for you. What I can do is just inform you of what's going on. Right. That is my job. Also, just a disclaimer, if you guys are going to have anything at night that's sugary, do not brush your teeth right afterwards. Because rinse, it yeah, rinse it first. Yeah, rinse it first. I'm what learning so much. <laughs> sugar produces acid in your mouth that softens that pretty white stuff that's called enamel on the outside of your teeth. If you brush right afterwards, it's (gasps) a little bit softer. So it's a good idea to either use a mouthwash or just rinse or wait 30 to 45 minutes to let some saliva do some work for you before you brush your teeth. Because a lot of patients, they'll be drinking, a lot of the younger kiddos do this a lot. You know, they drink, I don't know, the juice. Mountain Dew Red is the big thing that I always hear, Mountain Dew Red. Yuck. And they just brush their teeth afterwards because their teeth feel a little leathery and soft. Next time you have something sugary, you'll feel that kind of, I'm feeling it right now after the coffee.
1: I got to drink some water.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And just as, forget the dentistry. I don't think 90% of people probably don't drink enough water. I'm starting that trend and man, I feel so much better. Oftentimes when we're hungry, we're actually just thirsty. There's the same part of your brain telling you those things.
0: So what's the impact on your practice or patients when it comes to dental insurance? Is it just better to go with a dental plan that your office provides? So
2: on our end, uh as a dental practice, I would probably say my front desk time, about 80% of what they do, is just try and negotiate with dental insurance. Dentistry can be unpredictable at times, but the frustration is when, okay we did this and everything was looked good, but it didn't work. Can we do something else? You and I are no longer in charge of your health. So it gets messy whenever it comes to very complex treatment. Now, if it's just a crown or some fillings or even a root canal and a crown, that's, I think, manageable under insurance where there's not as many complications. But let's just say we're looking at extracting all your teeth and doing dentures. Dental insurance is really horrible for that because those procedures are very personalized. Whenever we remove that much from your mouth, the adjustment process to get you back to where you're gonna be, it's difficult to 100% predict exactly what's going on. So let's just say I have a very complex treatment plan in my office. I just flat fee it and say, I got you. Uh, If something happens, if we have an implant that fails because we placed five, we don't talk about the cost of that anymore. I fix it because I don't want that to get in the way of your health. We are thinking about those things, and it makes our lives so much easier when I'm sitting over you and I know you're sedated. I know you're comfortable. I know everything's paid for. All I have to do is worry about the dentistry. We're all human. And if I have to worry about, okay, is the entrance going to cover this? Oh, no, we've pulled this tooth and there's a big defect. I have to place a membrane.
0: Because it's between you and your your doctor, right? As a patient, patient and doctor, you don't need a third party telling you that. Well, you know, you really don't need that material. We think you need a different kind of material.
2: Right. If you are working with me personally, it's much easier for me to fix things without having someone in
0: between. So have you thought about having a practice where you don't have to take dental insurance at all. Is that something that you would consider?
1: I feel like there's
2: a lot of dental offices around Dripping that
1: don't take insurance.
2: Maybe that is something I do eventually. Then it comes to the question of why do you take insurance? I have been open for six months. I don't really have many patients. So what insurance really is, is just marketing. That's all it is. How do you get a patient in the door? So the more insurances I take, the number one question I got is, Whenever any of my front desk pick up the phone is, do you take my insurance? Yeah. So if I answer no to that, most of those patients are going to look for a separate option. At a certain point, let's just say I want to add a hygienist, or I want a laser that can really help healing quicker, or I want to start centrifuging your blood to put it back in so that you heal better those when i start getting to the point where i just i get frustrated that i can't do that the decision of whether i whether i'm busy enough to justify it starts coming into play i would probably make more if i dropped insurances potentially but that's not always the case i know plenty of doctors who have dropped
0: insurances
2: and they've re-added them just because they realize the math on it makes more sense. Yeah, the marketing component is probably huge.
0: Not using my my insurance at a Dentistry is not necessarily the end of the world because I could always take the bill and submit that with my insurance company. I may get something or nothing back, but there's still an option to do that.
2: A lot of plans have out-of-network benefits. They cover your exams and x-rays 100 percent so now whether your plan does that or not kind of comes to the question of who's actually writing these plans who's actually negotiating for you it's not you it's not me it's usually the hr person at your company people who are making the most dental decisions in this country at this time are hr people the hr department at walmart yeah they need (laughs) to pay (laughs) over there right this is a bad deal the best coverage (laughs) ever you know (laughs) To be fair to them, how are they supposed to understand these things? I can't even understand them half the times on what they're actually covering or not covering. Yeah. I'm a dentist. I understand what all these terms mean. <laughs> if you've never had a cavity in your life, I don't really want to take bite wings every six months. I'll probably take it once a year because you're just not that type. I think that decision should be up to me, not your insurance plan. So I like the fact that every six months I see my patients just to make sure nothing's really going on.
1: So uh, your in-house insurance covers
2: all that? Covers all of that. It covers all your exams and cleanings. How much is it? Uh, 540 for normal cleanings and 600. This is for annually. So, and it can be divided up into monthly payments too.
1: Can you talk about the different types of services you provide
2: in so, your office? I'm basically trying to do a little bit of everything right now. And it's because every single patient that comes to my door, I want to offer them because I need to generate as much as I can. So I do basic dentistry. I still love basic dentistry. I know we don't talk about it, but... Basic fillings, crowns, root canals are less scary for a lot of people. We do Invisalign, and also I'm starting to get more into sleep and jaw issues. term for that is usually TMD, because those things I think can be very related.
1: Because everyone knows TMJ. What's TMD?
2: TMJ is temporomandibular joint. TMD is temporomandibular disorder. So it's just the... Can you problem you talk about of this yeah so i'll start with the sleep i look at patients airways all day so every single time you come to an exam i look down the back and see is there space there or not oftentimes when there's no space you might have some airway issue so we offer a sleep test just to see how you're sleeping and whether you're getting enough oxygen at night that's kind of the foundation of my practice cuz if you are getting more oxygen then I think usually things just stay more stable in general. That's usually where I start before we make any guards, before we make anything. How is your sleep? Now, with jaws, those kind of things can lead to headaches. They can lead to a lot of grinding and problems. So they call it recapturing the disc where there is a comfortable position for your jaw that hopefully keeps you more relaxed. So, if we can get you to that position using various devices or training, or sometimes, you know, acupuncturists down the road can sometimes help with this or myofunctional therapy. It's kind of difficult to describe it without talking about each individual patient because that's very patient specific. Those kind of things really fascinate me. If I could do this to one patient, get them off ADD medication, let them wake up without a headache for the first time, and they're like, those kind of things really excite me. Because those are life-changing for the rest of their lives. Untreated sleep apnea can shorten your lifespan by eight years. Wow. So if I could get to that point where I'm starting to do that more consistently, and that's what patients are coming to see me for, some of those other things like implants and crowns and fillings, I might be doing a little less of just because that's what I'm more passionate about. However, I think I would honestly miss not doing that stuff because I've spent so much time getting better at it. And I still spend a lot of time getting better at it. Uh, if you come by my practice on Saturdays, I usually have some sort of mannequin out and I'm working on new materials or devices to get better at those things.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So, I'd like yeah. to see that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a mannequin. So one thing I'm doing with my... Pull her teeth out? Yeah, I have two new team members. So today we're working on making temporary crowns. So we uh, oh, cool. prep it and that's the way.
1: Do you make your own crowns in-house?
2: No, so... I like making that little check in between just to make sure everything's okay by giving you a temporary crown, kind of use it like a test drive for your final one. It's usually not going to be as good as your final crown because my lab guys better than making crowns than I am. And then we give you what's better in two weeks. I know if it works with my temporary crown, more than likely going to work with your final crown with stronger cement.
0: So what is the one service that you provide that you feel really sets you apart from other dentists?
2: This sleep stuff, I would say, is what I'm trying to separate myself from uh, because everyone has to choose their career. Based off what I see so far, that would be a very interesting way to separate myself because it's kind of fun to talk about and see, and sometimes the improvement can be so stark. I saw one patient with just, she couldn't tolerate a CPAP, but, and CPAP is the gold standard. I will say any airway thing, that is probably the most immediate improvement, but some patients just can't tolerate it for various reasons. She has a what we call a mandibular advancement device where her sleep apnea scores went down like crazy to the point where she was a severe case and now she's mild. Wow. So right. if I have a lot of patients looking for things like that, I can offer more things for sleep to kind of expand and offer more things. Well, what I'd love is just if. If anyone's listening, just send me a bunch of questions because if you guys have questions, I can guarantee someone else probably has it too. So if any of your listeners How can they send
0: you questions? What's the best way to contact?
2: Just text the office at 512-607-4308. Even if you can't come in, I'd love to just figure out the answer to those things if I don't know them or figure out what my patients are actually looking for. If you don't have dental insurance, you can come see me. We have a dental membership plan, about $50 a month. And 20% off all services. It covers all your x-rays and the special x-rays that insurance doesn't cover. And I scan, which is a 3D imaging of your teeth, so you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. And your cleanings. If you need a deep cleaning, that first one's not covered, because that is a surgical
0: procedure.
1: Well, we really appreciate you coming in today and sharing your story. Of course,
0: I learned a ton.
2: Hey, that's always the goal, so yes. yeah, that's why we do it.
0: Well, thanks yeah. for coming on.
2: Of course. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe to this series wherever you download podcasts. Subscribe and review. You can also visit our website at hillcountrypodcastatx.com.